Hello. Hello. How's it going? May the fourth be with you. And also with you. <laughs> I'm pretty well, man. How are you? I can't complain. It's right? it's it's been a week. Like I said, these things just seem to fly around, and it's the next time to record, so it's lots of fun. I know we were just talking about that too uh, when we chatted the other day. We're like, man, it seems like we just sat down to go through the shenanigans, and now we're back around again. Yeah, this episode has been the one that I've wanted to do since the day we came up with the date. When we'll release on the 4th, it was because I want to do a May the 4th episode nice. about Star Wars. So, I mean, that's exactly why I came up with the 4th of the days I wanted to release. Right? I was going to say, for those who weren't didn't know that, that's we, we did that on purpose. Yeah, uh, yeah. When we knew that we wanted to do a once-a-month episode, we were like, look. <laughs> we were both like, um, well, May 4th. Is uh, Star Wars. We both love Star Wars. So if we release yeah. them on the fourth, then that will line up perfectly. <laughs> Ta-da! We did it. <laughs> it just it just goes to show how much of how much how big a geeks we really are. To be honest, <laughs> that's right. Um, so let's do a check in, shall we? You bet. Um, so for this episode, of course, this is uh, centered around Star Wars. So I came up with this good little question. Um, who is your favorite Star Wars character and why? Yeah, my favorite my favorite Star Wars character. There's so many to pick from, right? But, <laughs> but I think I think for me it's it's hands down, no pun intended, Han Solo. And for one thing, I just love Harrison Ford as an actor. Um, right. When the first groups of movies were coming out, Indiana Jones was coming out close to the same time. I just I really thought he does a really good job playing the character. And I think that the, the whole chemistry where there's the him and the Luke and the Leia and that whole going on, um, it was actually, a, it was tricky uh, right. watching the, the solo movie because they had to obviously have a younger person play hands. I think he did a really good job, yeah. Yeah. but for me, it's always going to be Harrison Ford, Han Solo. That's like, the, the 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 main character. Uh, I mean, the story itself is really a story about Luke right. Skywalker. Let's be honest. Yeah. But Han Solo <laughs> is the person that that I think glues glues those 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 three main stories together for sure. What about you? Who's your favorite character? Um. Well, before that, I I'm pretty sure uh, if I remember right, they had for in the solo movie, didn't they have? I think it was Chris Pine that played. Uh, I believe played Han Solo. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was is Chris Pine that played Han Solo. That was a really. I I just had to say I loved I loved that <laughs> rendition. Um, for me, I am gonna probably get some hate, but I really don't care. Uh, my favorite character is Jar Jar Binks. Um, he's my favorite because well, several reasons. Like one, he's technically the outcast, right? If you think about it, he was he was cast out from his tribe for being a, a screw up. Um, he was kind of antisocial in the fact that he didn't really have very good uh, people skills. Uh, he he didn't have the the skills that he needed to to integrate properly. But when you really dig on it, he was the most loyal person. He was willing to learn. He was willing to help, and kind of reminds me of me a little bit. Because it's just, you know, he, he saw somebody in trouble. He's like, I can help you. Misa, help you. Like, you know. And I just, I get a lot of hate for it, though. Because for some reason, it's it's either in the Star Wars world, it's either you you like him or you don't. So, 
I think we have to give some extra love to Jar Jar. And I think right. that there needs to be a special Jar Jar fan group. Maybe there already is one just to give him just to give him that recognition. I think George Lucas intended for for Jar Jar to play a bigger role and then after the feedback of releasing episode 1 kind of went down and he didn't he didn't get that opportunity. Um, but even in that episode 1 there you see a lot of character development right. for Jar Jar. Exactly. And, right off the bat too. It wasn't like right? you had to wait a long time from the moment um those two showed up uh Qui-Gon showed up they literally met jar jar and he was like oh misa help you and like he takes him to the congress and you know you know the other thing i hear people say is that it's he's kind of a goofy character and that goofy characterness doesn't really belong in the star wars world and when i hear that i'm like have you not seen the ewoks like i mean i don't understand why why jar jar like the ewoks are these cute little <laughs> You know, not, almost not the gremlins. What were the Magwai from? Yeah, 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 yeah. From gremlins, but it's like they're just—he's just a good character. And you're right; he he goes through his own little hero cycle in just in that in that one episode. So, like I said, lots of love to Jar Jar. I think he was a good character. I think he got a bad rep, and you know, even if somebody hates on the character, though, it still kind of means there's yeah, something yeah. special about the character because you've you somehow emotionally related to it, whether positive or negative, therefore it had an effect on you. Right. It's not just something you ignore. Um, um yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. <laughs> um so I, I just wanted to remind everybody, uh you know, we're all geeks here. We invite you, fellow geeks. If if you think you're a geek, come geek out with us. We're here to talk about Star Wars, but anything that we want to talk about, the show is about what you guys want, what you guys want to hear. Today's show is going to be about Star Wars. But if there's something you're interested in that you want to know more about, that you're like just just dying to see in an episode, uh, shout us up on Facebook. Give us give us a give us some likes, give us some feedback. Let us know because we build the show based on you guys. So if you guys like it subscribe to us leave some comments um go to our facebook site whatever you need to get that feedback in and you can geek out with us uh because you know we love talking we love hearing ourselves but we want to hear from you guys too exactly. so just a reminder don't forget to do that <laughs> um i thought maybe we could uh share some of our personal experiences and stories with with some of the franchise um I'll go first. I'll give I'll give you one of mine, and then you give me one of yours. Sure. About that. All right. Um, yeah. No so when the Phantom Menace came out, you know, for those who are a little weary, it was the the intro to Darth Maul. Um, that was I was I was a child at that time, believe it or not, um, <laughs> and I was already a fan of Star Wars, but I I don't think I was really sure exactly how much uh because when it came out after i watched it you know like i remember my aunt's like okay we're gonna go see the movie you know she pulled me out of school early and she's like i'll pull you out of school early and we'll go see it and uh, the first day it comes out i'm like okay sweet so literally <laughs> two days before the we were set to see the movie i've like picked out my outfit and set it and set it by my tv in my room where i watch my vhs's and like you know, I picked out, you know, the new Star Wars backpack while we were at the store. And I knew I got made fun of because, see, I had to get the big duffel bag backpack, even though I knew it wouldn't fit in my locker. 
because it had, you know, it had Darth Maul and it had a, a land cruiser and it had so many different cool aspects. And at that time, you know, you know, think about it. This is, this is like early two thousands. So like it was all the rage to who had the coolest backpack and who had, you know, the yeah. newest this. Um, and after seeing that movie, I, it just made me fall even more in love, but I ended up, <laughs> and I think I told you this story too. I ended up going and buying some of the glow in the dark stars and planets and I stuck them up on my ceiling and around my room and I kind of made star formations and I was just like, okay, well, this is, this is something I can relate to and I can, I can get behind that kind of gives me something to distract me from the world. And uh, so I went, I went hands deep and I fully immersed myself. So that was like my first big, like, I always knew I loved Star Wars, but that just really reinforced it. And I was like, that's when the obsession truly began, to be honest. Like, it was, it was hardcore. I was like, okay. Every night before I went to bed, it was one of the movies. Um, so, yeah. What do you got? What, what's, what's the story that stands out to you? I'm, I'm going to tell it in a minute, but one of the things that that made me think of is when I went to see The Phantom Menace, mm -hmm. It was interesting because there was a lot of a lot of people there that were adults, older adults with their children, taking their kids to see it because in their mind, they had grown up with Star Wars and they were trying to give that same experience to their kids yep. that they had when they were kids. So they're almost trying to relive relive their youth through their children. And there were so many so many younger people now being brought into the Star Wars franchise. When I when I get into Star Wars, uh, I don't remember the first episode. Like it was, I, I would have been too young just to get right. into, like to get into the original theatrical release. But I did watch it on the old VHS cassette tape. So my first intro was on VHS, uh, VHS cassettes, and then they they remastered them and they re-released them into theaters. So my first real experience was going to in in my university days going to see the re-release of each of these movies. Right. And the thing that pops out in my mind, I lived. About uh, four kilometers, I guess that'd be about two miles. I don't know if I'm doing yeah. that right, but a couple of miles away. Yeah, a couple of miles. And, <laughs> and it was a snowstorm. It was released around uh, Christmas season, and we had somewhere close to two feet of snow. And I had no car. I was just walking. And I, I had walked this in this snowstorm coming down just soaked like with this walking in uh, through the trail with the snow up to my legs. Cause I, it was literally like the scene from, um, is it the, is it the empire strikes back where he goes out into the cold and he's got to get, I was, oh, I was yeah, hoping yeah. somebody could use their lightsaber to cut open so that I could keep myself warm. Cause I'm freezing to get in there. And like I said, the, the most amazing thing is when you see it in theaters, cause I had never seen it in theaters and the audio comes on, and of course we can't we can't play the intro music because of copyright issues. I wish we could. It's like this doom doo, and it's just like right in your ear, and it's everywhere, and it's just like wow, like you're just you're just taken in. Right. And yeah, that would have been that's probably the moment that stands out the most in my mind because because of the experience of what I went through to get there and the idea that I had never seen it in theaters. And in my mind, I'm like, is that gonna be a big deal? But it was, it was huge. It was like such a big thing and then that of course helped with the production of the 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 prequel series because they were trying to promote that get more people out to theaters it's actually the first time i remember 
that they re-released something to theaters. And they may have done it before with other movies, but it's the first time that I remember that they're like, we're going to bring this back. I mean, Disney does it all the time. Right. Like, now Disney owns Star Wars, but they did back then. Right, but anyway, yeah. bring it back in to bring that up. And like you said, uh, I never owned any of the merchandising. Not that I was against it, just we didn't have a lot of money growing up. But I think that if I, you know, George Lucas, I believe when he first uh, signed on to things, uh, he didn't make a lot of money off of the movies based on the contract deal, but he said, look, I want the merchandising rights. And they're like, sure, whatever. And he basically got rich off the merchandising of selling you that <laughs> that duffel bag uh, <laughs> backpack that, you know, that was money in his pocket so that he could make the rest of the movies. Yeah, I think too, um, he was so smart in doing that because he kind yeah. of, I mean, don't get me wrong, there, there are probably other franchises and other movies that capitalized on what was then, you know, the the materialistic boom yeah. at that point. But he was he had the forethought to to be like, okay, I know I'm gonna owe them some money for this budget, but if I can get the rights to this, the toys are gonna sell and sell and sell, and they're gonna keep making them and they're gonna keep making new versions and they're gonna keep basically, you know, make myself rich and continue yeah. to do things. So um, one of the next things that I wanted to talk about today that is very highly debated in many aspects and many circles, which I think goes without saying is for any franchise, to be honest, and that's the best order to watch the movies. <laughs> uh, so I, I personally... I, I watch them in the order that they came out, to be honest, because in my mind, that's chronological. <laughs> but it's the, the, theatrical release order, right? Yeah, the order theatrical release order. Um, right. But I, I, after we had our conversation and we're like, we want to talk about this, I went and pulled up a list of what oh, – it's a website called pocketlint.com, and they released the chronological movie order of – their uh, dates and what it should be. So they start with episode one, The Phantom Menace, which released in 1999. And then they jump into episode two, Attack of the Clones in 2002. Revenge of the Sith, episode three in 2005. And then they say they're going to Solo in 2018. Mm -hmm. Rogue One in 2016. And then they got A New Hope from 1997. And then... Empire Strikes Back in 1980, uh, Return of the Jedi in 83, The Force Awakens in 2015, The Last Jedi from 2017, and then the last one they have on the list is Rise of Skywalker for 2019. Right. How does that list stack up for you? Would you agree with that or would you would you change something? Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to answer a question with a question. <laughs> If you think of the Star Wars movies, if you right. go back and you think about them, what's the one biggest moment that was the most shocking to everybody who's ever watched Star Wars? I know it's a spoiler, but that what what's the biggest thing that people think about, would you think? Darth Vader. Darth Vader. And then what does Darth Vader say? Do you remember what he says to Luke? I am your father. Right. <laughs> I am your father, right? So when if you're in the theater watching that episode and 
he's like, my father. And then Darth Vader is like, I am your father. Everybody's face in the theater drops, right? They're like, right. And so if you watch them in the order that that's chronological, that entire jaw drop is lost. Right. Because you see the whole thing. So if you've never watched it before and you watched it from the start, that you're not going to get that jaw drop. It's completely lost because you're like, of course, of course he is. We just seen that, right? So for me, if you if you watch episodes, if you watch the episodes four, five, and six, you're going to get that same original feeling of your jaw dropping. Right. So that's one thing. But there's actually another order called i think it's called the machete order okay which i find fascinating because it says watch episode four watch episode five then go back and watch episode two and three so it's kind of like when you read a book and so first you're reading the story you're like oh my god so the end the end of uh episode five you hear that you know we learned that dark vader is luke skywalker and then it goes back and shows the reason you don't do episode one you do episode two is it goes back and shows anakin at the, about the same age that luke was when luke learned that he was that he was uh, from a jedi right so so it keeps the age the same and you don't lose that shocking effect there's another interesting thing is when they remade episode uh when they remade return of the jedi at the very end, uh, there's the three ghosts. They show Obi-Wan, they show Yoda, and then they show the character of, um, they change the actor, and you see Hayden Christensen there playing Anakin. And if you were to actually watch that, four, five, and six, you'll see this third person, and you'll be like, I don't understand. <laughs> so then you're confused, like, who is this guy? Like, how? But if you watched it, four, five, one, two, six then it all rolls together perfectly. And I, 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 I haven't tried it because I, I've all, I grew up with it four, five, six, one, two, three. So that's the way I have it in my head. Right. Um, but if I were to brand new watch it, like somehow I could just forget it and watch it, I think I would like to try that order because it would keep the story in place. They actually, in the machete order, they remove episode one completely. And it's not really about Jar Jar. It's because... What they say is George Lucas was trying to tell the story of Anakin in the first prequel and in the four, five, six, he's telling the story of Luke. But if you watch them in this machete order, it's still the story of Luke. It's just extending into Luke's past before it brings you up into episode six. Right. So machete order was written before the last three came out. So how the last three fit into machete order, I'm not sure because they take place. I assume they would still stay chronological. Um, right. To, to keep the thing going but this was a post a guy made in 2011 and it just blew up with this idea oh and he's he sort of explains why this order is better uh to watch them in but i've never actually tried it i just like the idea of it for me um i'd still go four five six then i'd go back to the other ones because that was the way i watched it you still get the jaw drop you still get the oh my god and if you watch them chronologically you're gonna lose what i think is the biggest moment of the of the franchise is when you're just like like darth vader is luke's father <laughs> it's like the sixth sense you know when you learn uh uh i see dead people like it's like it's like the biggest twist in the show right yeah i think i'm gonna have to go back and watch them in that order now to be honest because i mean even though i know vaguely what happens because i've seen them all a million times 
Yeah. But I think just to experience it once to kind of see the other perspective of, you know, what other people think the order is. Yeah. Just to see yeah. how it would play out and if it would really flow that well together. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do a movie night <laughs> and give and give that a try. Um, the other thing I wanted to jump into, which we kind of talked a bit about in the beginning, was the story and the debate of Mr. Jar Jar Binks. Um, I think we kind of hinted at it earlier yeah. um, uh, of the fact that he was perceived in so many different ways by different people. A lot of it was, it seemed to be that a lot of people had the opinion that it was cut and dry. Either you liked him or you didn't. And a lot of people didn't give a reason, which is, you know, harsh crap to me, because if you're going to say you don't like him, what's your reason? Is it logical or is it just, he looks funny? I don't know. But I think he belongs simply because of the fact that, George was able to take this character from out of nowhere, create him from the ground up, and you see him starting as this as this you know reject of the tribe and the person who can't do anything right. And then all of a sudden, he gets this chance of a lifetime to be able to correct his life and make his own story and do something you know higher than himself and. I think it fit in perfectly, but maybe that's just because I'm biased. I don't know. So, but yeah. So I... What do you what do you think about the whole theory that people have proposed that Jar Jar is actually a Sith Lord? Oh my God. Like that's <laughs> that is so dumb. And I'm going to tell you why, because yes, Jar Jar can get down with the best of them eventually. Um, but, and just the way his character is written, it doesn't leave any room for that. Um, because you, if you really look at the fundamentals of his character and the way George kind of crafted him into the story, he's not even a very good fighter. He doesn't really have a mean bone. Most of his kills are by accident or by trying to get out of something and worming his way out of it. And he does, he happens upon something correct. <laughs> yes. He's super loyal, but like, he's not some, mega killer who can just on a switch turn something up. I don't see that. Honestly, it just, it doesn't, I would say it doesn't make sense. But then again, I've seen stuff that shouldn't make any sense, but it does. <laughs> so, so what I, what I love is the effort that fans put into it going through the, going through the, 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 the episode picture by picture, frame by frame sometimes and saying, look in this frame, and then there was a side-by-side -side comparison where they can where they show uh, Jar Jar's fighting style to was it called drunk drunk uh, karate or something like that? And they show how they they match in this style, and they go into so much effort right. to to create this story. And what's interesting is. Anybody could do that with anything. You can take any story and you can create this whole thing and make it sound really true. And never once has George Lucas denied it or said, yes, that's definitely what I had in mind. Right. And he won't because, because the story lives on in the imagination of the fans. So whether or not it was intentional or not, and I agree it probably wasn't, it is very interesting 
that people put so much time and effort into dissecting this possibility. And it, it makes you pause and think like, it's like, okay, well, it's not entirely a crazy idea when, when it's put together that way. Like I said, when they break it up by frame by frame, they show a scene where he's suddenly on the ground and they flip back to him. And now he's like on a building that's 50 feet high. It's like, well, if he doesn't have the force, how the heck did he get up there? Right. And, you know, George Lucas was probably like, well, that's just the way I cut the scenes. But you know what I mean? People people extend onto that. What could that mean? Right. And I think that's one of the things that makes Star Wars so special is that people have their people break it down and say, okay, well, this is, you know, what does this mean? What did he mean when he created that? Where they find stuff in the show that either were deliberately left there or, um, you know, it's just an artifact of of some oddness that happens to look like something. Right. Um, so I don't think I don't think we'll ever see George Lucas come out and say, "Oh yeah, this is where I had." I would really like to know what his ideas were for the development of Jar Jar. Like I said, as far as I know, he did have more than he wanted to do. Right. You know, probably not a Sith Lord, but what what where what was it? Like more of a character. Because if yeah. if you look um, towards the end of that movie too. Um, after the big battle is done and they retake the palace, right? Yep. You see that Jar Jar basically becomes a personal aid to Padme. Like that's that that's where he he lands. Um, so it, I think it would be interesting to see because does he stay in that kind of protector attaché position, or does he get welcomed back to the Gungans and you know they live in their <laughs> underwater world? What what happens? Um, yeah. Because, you know, at the end of that movie, they do, you know, the Gungans and, and the people in Navarro do make an alliance. Um, and so I just think it would be fun to just see, even if he doesn't put, even if he wouldn't put it in a movie ever, like hear him explain himself and kind of uh, some of the thoughts behind it. So. I mean, it would be cool. I, I would watch it if, like, of course, Disney has released series like The Mandalorian and they released a... A whole episode on on Obi Wan. What if they released? What if they released a limited series on Jar Jar Binks? I think that would be kind of a cool thing to see. I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> and the main, I mean, he's CGI, right? So, the, so I don't know the main character of a show being CGI, but the rest, of course, not. That would be a, an interesting way of doing a series too. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time, you know. Uh, let's think about it, you know. So, like, if you hearken to like other movies and stuff, a lot of the robots and a lot of um, some of the swamp-like characters and a lot of things are CGI, and they have taken the main focal point of a lot of things. Like, if you yeah. look at Jabba Hutt, for instance, okay, he basically takes front and center as a focal point, right? He's CGI. And that so, was before <laughs> CGI was actually decent. <laughs> so what's interesting about that, the original, the original scene... Uh, when he's in the when he's in the cavern and Luke comes in, right? Right. That's a lot of that is done with puppeteering and very well done. But they were smart enough to shoot a scene where Hans and Jabba uh, are having a having a conversation as they walk around the Millennium Falcon, but they couldn't add him there then because that technology didn't exist. They couldn't. So when they remade it, that scene never made it into the original. When they remade it, they were able to add that scene and put him where George Lucas always wanted him to be, 
So that took a lot of foresight to think, well, let's think about how we could put this in. And then later it's like, okay, now we can now we can generate that in. That was never in the original, you know, theater release. And, you know, Harrison Ford, they didn't have to figure out how to make him look younger because they actually had the footage. They just had to add him into the and that was right. pretty smart. Um so I know we kind of we kind of hinted at this and talked about it earlier, but uh, we we were speaking on the fact of um, talking about some fun facts and movie lore relating to to Star Wars and the universe. Um, you had brought up some pretty interesting ones because I am not uh, I'm not that well versed in things like that. <laughs> I mean, I when I watch something, I'm engrossed in it and I like to thoroughly pay attention with a quiet environment, but somehow. My brain still misses all of these things. <laughs> so, 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 if you're ever doing water cooler talk around the office, and you're like, "Okay, let's talk about Star Wars," and you want to really show off your Star Wars geekiness, right? So, you could bring up things like, "Okay, so Luke Skywalker, in the original script written by George Lucas, his last name wasn't Skywalker; it was Star Killer, Luke Star Killer." And I'm so glad that they changed the oh, name because I think it would have ruined the whole show. Like Star Killer, like is he a bad guy? Like to me, if that was his name, I would think he would be playing the person <laughs> destroying the planets with the Death Star <laughs> because he's the Star Killer. It's so but, funny that you say that too, because so for those who don't know, uh, George Lucas, shortly after the movies had had finished, the first couple, when he built his home, he he built a ranch, his home on a ranch, and he named it Skywalker Ranch. So I'm curious to know if his name had been Starkiller, Starkiller. Um, would he still done Starkiller Ranch? No. In or fact, he... I don't even I don't even think he would have made enough money from the shows <laughs> just by having I think that name change is why he made a lot of a lot of the or why the the franchise made so much money, because I don't think people would have gone to see Luke Starkiller, <laughs> honestly. I mean, that's something to imagine though. Just I mean yeah, Starkiller Rich. Yeah. 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 Another another interesting thing. Uh, of course, in the early movie making, the two big guys, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. And you could say they were a little bit in competition, but they, they worked together on a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, George Lucas's company, Industrial Lights and Magic, uh, does all kinds of uh, effects for all kinds of movies. Like, it's used all the time. And so they were... They were kind of, they weren't necessarily all, you know, fighting one another. But what's interesting is uh, when Steven Spielberg made E.T., there's a scene in E.T. where they're, um, it's Halloween, and uh, <clears throat> E.T. is wearing, I think he's the ghost costume. But in the background, you see a person dressed as Yoda in their Halloween costume, and they're walking by. And that was him giving a nod to George Lucas saying, hey, I've used I've used your character of Yoda in the background of my scene. So George Lucas is like, well, I'll return the favor. And there's an episode in, I want to say it's the first one, and people will get wrong if you're wrong, but in, in episode one, where they're showing the uh, the grand stadium where they do all their where they do all their voting, um, where they're everybody's talking. And in the background scene, you can see three little aliens that look just like the ET aliens that are part of the um, 
not well. It wouldn't have been the empire, but the part of the 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 galaxy right. uh, as part of as part of this delegation, and that was the nod back. Another interesting thing is Indiana Jones. I was saying before Indiana Jones came out around the same time, or very close, within a few years, right. as the Star Wars movies. And there's a spot in again Harrison Ford where in the background you can see some hieroglyphics, and if you look closely, the hieroglyphics actually have a picture of C-3PO and R2D2 as part of the hieroglyphic images. That's so there's right. all these little <laughs> things that were deliberately put in there that you can pick out. Um, there's another one. Oh, Star Wars. Star Trek has some Star Wars stuff in it. Yes, there's, yes. There's some scenes where, for example, uh, the Millennium Falcon is helping the Enterprise fight the Borg. Flies by. Again, I think they, they subcontracted out to Industrial Lights and Magic, so they stuck the Millennium Falcon in there for a few, for a few frames. Right. And there's one where you actually see some space debris floating off and the space debris is actually R two D two. R two D two. Yes, I knew. I knew about that one. Um, my friend, my friend Kate told me about that. I was actually doing an interview with her, and she yeah. was like, "Oh, hey, did uh, I don't know if you watched that one?" But she was like, "Oh yeah, well, if you look real close, you'll see an R two D two flying by, but you have to pay real close attention because it goes by pretty fast." And I was like, "Yeah." I went back and watched it, and I had to freeze frame it. I had to like slow to slow as you could possibly put it. Yeah to catch it because it goes by quick but it's there so. and like you said that's that stuff for the for the hardcore fans yep. to pick at those things and be like oh that's cool oh did you catch this you know did you see how this connected together for me the ones that span years the one like i mean between the episode um with with et and the episode that he did back i don't know it's like 20 years maybe 25 years that he paid back the favor. I'm like, that's a long time to be thinking about that and be like, okay, I'll just, I'll just put this in and I'll just pay back the favor. Like, it's like, right. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you too, did you get any questions for the ask a geek segment this episode? No, we, we did not. Uh, if you, if you do have any questions though, and it doesn't have to be about the show or any topic, definitely post that. What we do is we release a post on our Facebook page saying, Hey, ask a geek, what do you want to ask? And then we will talk about it. And then we'll have a little chat about what that thing is. We didn't get any this week. Uh, however, um, you know, if there's anything anybody wants to talk about, like, let's say you think in your mind, Hey, how did, uh, how did hyperdrive work in Star Wars? We could talk about it on the next episode. It doesn't right. have to be on this episode. Like you just you might hear something interesting, or maybe you want to correct us. Maybe you want to say, these are the mistakes you made in your episode. Just post that. Let us know. Right. Maybe we'll give you some shout-outs back, depending on how you word it to us. Yeah, and I think that's also too, guys, why we keep the Ask a Geek uh towards the end. Because then if it's then if we missed something that you guys asked us, we can answer it and it doesn't kind of seem too out of place because we're running it down at the end of the episode. Um, and as far as our uh, our segments of the Geek of the Week, so if you interact with us on Facebook or YouTube, you're commenting and, and we're constantly seeing your name, uh, we will pick one of you each week. You will get your own plaque posted on the Facebook page forever. We have a Geek of the Week folder where your name will forever be enshrined as long as we have this around. Um, and then in the next episode, you will get a shout out at the end of the episode. Uh, so this week we have Tyler W. 
uh, Randall L. And Kelly W. Kelly's our new one. Yes, Kelly is our new one. Um, we, we saw a lot of repeats uh, this past month, but that's okay. Um, you know, we're, we're still really new, uh, so we're just getting our bearings on things. But thank you guys for taking the time out of your days to interact and share your thoughts and give us feedback on uh, how we've been doing things so far. Um, I would say we we crafted a pretty good Star Wars episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you could go on for forever, right? We could talk about all kinds of things, Star Wars. But I think, like I said, the idea is, what's your imagination take you? Where does it take you? What are the things that does it make you think about, you know, <clears throat> huge fan of the franchise huge fan you know i mean it's 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 just remarkable and if you haven't watched it because new people new people are you know being born every day getting introduced to star wars that have never heard it before watch it in machete order then come back to us and be like okay this really made a lot of sense to me because right. i'd like to know how well that works and also if you guys happen to forget the machete order i will have uh brad you can make a post on our facebook um, and uh, yeah, for sure. we'll release it. I'll uh, I'll jot up a post and I'll release the yep. um, list episode. And you guys can uh, spark a debate. See which one you guys like best. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear the next couple episodes because we've got some pretty cool stuff planned for you. Uh, so stay tuned. Hang out. Drop a comment. And uh, see what happens. It has been fun, my friend. It has been fun, has. as always. Um, until the next time, take care of yourself. <laughs> and may the fourth be with you. <laughs> and also with you. And, and the force. <laughs> yeah, the and force. the force. Both of them. You know, we can't. One, it's not. It's not like it's a situation where it's one or the other. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Take care. <laughs>